Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. We have part two coming at you today. Part two, some would say, Dr. Vonk. You know, that's from uh, back in the day, right? But yeah, part two, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Gary Vonk again and uh, talk about the transition of his kind of business world, business life, being an executive CEO, uh, president of multiple public and private companies. He's author of It's Never So Bad That It Can't Get Worse. Great book with good principles that you can apply to your life and help you in business, help you with your kids. Really a book that you're going to want to dive into. But in this segment, we want to talk about the idea of his transition as president of uh, Kaiser Flagship and what that looks like. You know, he's had some real extensive business experience in the private equity world, and now he's come over and he is uh, uh, really putting that effort and that knowledge into the collegiate space. Love what's happening there. Kaiser's obviously doing a wonderful job as they're growing their campuses, and they've uh, uh, brought him in at flagship campus to really kind of help build and grow and develop and do a bunch of other things. So I want to talk about that today. Dr. Dr. Vong, thanks for joining us Pleasure again. Pleasure to be here. Sure. Yeah, I know Absolutely. it was a long walk to get back yes, to the studio. Yeah, thank goodness. I we- was going to change my outfit, but I didn't. You, you, really, you, you really look dapper. Dapper yeah. Dan is in the house, so it's going to be going to be a great time. Hey, listen, so I want to talk about this because, you know, in, in, in segment one, by the way, if you miss segment one, you're going to want to go back and catch it. A uh, lot of great information there talking about business principles, life principles, really things you're going to be able to walk away from to help you build your life, build a business, bring the dreams that are inside of you out. That's really the goal, right, in this show in a lot of ways. But I want to talk, Dr. Bunk, about the idea of college. This is something that you know, I think a lot of people today are, are questioning. Yeah, sure. Is, is college relevant anymore? Is it something that we should do? Uh, is it something that everybody should do? Is it something that, you know, is, is really going to be beneficial? Are, are these colleges just taking all of our money and, and we're not really getting any real practical value from? I mean, all of these things that we hear, right? Right. And, you know, one of the things that so encouraged me, let me say, when I connected with you uh, through a mutual friend is the fact that, you know, as the president of, of Kaiser Flagship, you guys are really doing things differently, and you're striving to do things differently. In fact, we mentioned kind yes. of off-air that I'm driving down to a, a, a Miami Marlins game, and I see a, a billboard that says eSports, Kaiser University. I'm like, what? That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. It's, a, it's an interesting environment today, and education is, uh, is transitioning uh, slowly and probably will accelerate as things get finished here with the pandemic because... Um, just in the recent year and a half where we've been through so much from uh, the Zoom standpoint, yeah. you know, and the Zoomification of not only the education side, but just of the relationships we have, that uh, I think that it's demonstrated that the ability of putting enthusiastic and committed students in front of the information and, in, and equally as enthusiastic and committed faculty can really truly generate an outcome that's uh, desirable. And I think we're seeing that, and I think that's part of what may change in the, in the near term from an education standpoint. But back to your original point was, was is education's critical to people to change from who they are to who they want to be. Yeah. And, and that's truly what an education will do to you. And, and our students who come to us from, I mean, we've got kids from 40 countries and at the campus and, and all over the U.S. One of the things that they realize when they get there is we're very, very focused on the end of the game, the uh-huh. outcome. Uh-huh. The graduation and 
And all through their four years at the institution, what we do is we focus on what are you going to do when you're finished. Mm-hmm. And our and the educational process is very much like that. It is how can I build a a student who graduates with the skills necessary to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, my dean likes to talk about how to de- instill in them their burning question. Yeah. How can I instill in a student the, that which they want to ultimately utilize their education to, yeah. to achieve? And I think that's one of the great things about Kaiser, and that is is that we focus on those outcomes. We're the, the largest uh, institutionally over all the campuses. We're one of the largest healthcare um, uh, educators in the in the state hmm. and in the country, for that matter, and we're really putting a lot of people to work in in jobs and and uh, professions that are truly exciting for them and have a major impact on our and uh, on the residents of Florida. Well, I love the idea. I mean, kind of what I drew out of what you just said there is with students as they're coming in, and this is what I uh, what resonated with me after we met on campus is kind of the idea that you're you're talking about starting with the end in mind. Right, you're saying okay, Absolutely. not just because you know. I tell you, I mean, a lot of people they go to college and they're in a place where they're in a okay. I'm going to get a degree and that's great. I got a piece of paper and I went to this university and maybe I can put their logo on the back of my my uh, resume, you know, yeah, 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 my resume or even the sticker on my car. Right, that right. way everybody knows. Like, uh, hey, look at me, I went here. But how equipped really are they to do what they wanted to do uh, in life? And a lot of these kids don't really know what they want to do. I, I, I'm. I love the idea and the premise that, <clears throat> you know, the thought is really a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And I think, as you mentioned, with the right education, you know, they say knowledge is power. I don't, I don't agree with that. It's the application of knowledge. Absolutely true. And so starting with the end in mind is the idea of saying, hey, we're going to take a student, right, and help them see what they want to do and then get there. So tell me, tell me a little bit about, or let's talk a little bit about, I guess I should say, your journey. So you went from president, CEO, executive, private equity, business world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, for years and years and years. And now all of a sudden, here you are, president of the flagship campus at Kaiser. What, what made that change? Well, it's sort of a funny story. A friend of mine who's um, also so affiliated with the Kaiser University, one of the senior guys there, uh, we've been part of a, a group of people who go away once a year for a golfing outing in Myrtle Beach. And they've been going on for 35 years, I think now. But somewhere in the middle of that, while I was still flying to Seattle and coming home every couple of weeks, I said to him, well, you know, what's it going to take for me to teach? And he says to me, he says, well, I had a bachelor's degree at the time. He says, you have to have a master's degree in 18 credit hours and a concentration. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then two years later on December 9th, I called him and I said, when do I start? <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, what do you mean? I said, you said I had to have a master's degree in 18 credit hours, so I just finished my master's degree on Saturday with Florida, in Florida Atlantic, and I'm ready to go. He goes, holy smoke, let me call you back. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and that's kind of how the journey began. I realized at the time when we had that conversation two years prior to my graduating with my master's that... Um, that it really was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And and the f- great thing about education that I have found based on my life's history is is that in my regular life prior to the education, I've got a customer twice a month for 15 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, in retailing or in the, mm-hmm. in the environments I was in. Mm-hmm. I get them for four years yeah. every wow. day in college. Wow. And I get to be part of that journey as well as watch as that journey unfolds. And that's really one of the things that's the most gratifying about being in the educational space is sharing the shoulder-to-shoulder experience with students. And we've been blessed with some extraordinary students from an athletic standpoint who have, who have taken where they are 
and and ended up in a destination that probably no one thought was possible. Mm-hmm. And and I can remember one of the one of the stories I heard was our basketball coach recruited a guy who was seven foot four, never played basketball, was from a from a Africa. And said, "I'm going to make you a basketball player, but for first and foremost, we're going to make you a student." And uh-huh. this kid turned out graduating. I think he just graduated with his master's degree last week. Wow! So, wow. so it's about transformation. Yeah. And it is not only for that. And I tell my people I work with, the faculty, when I have a faculty meeting or any of those other things, I say, "This is a business about transformation." And I says, "And you cannot transform students." without being transformed yourself. Mm -hmm. You cannot be part of this journey and not be affected by it. That's exactly right. And and, and it's it's, most journeys are like that. If you just realize, Mm -hmm. if you stop for a second and realize what impact it's having on you and you're having on others, Mm -hmm. I think that's the sort of thing that makes it super enjoyable. Well, I love, love, um, again, what I drew out there, and I love what um, he's talking about here. And this is important, so don't miss this. Uh, and this is something that I heard from Zig a long time ago. He, Dr. Bunk didn't say it exactly this way, but this is what I drew out. And that is, you know, a lot of people have gone a lot farther in life than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. Now, think about that for a minute. What we're talking about is pulling out of, the, pulling out of each and every person the gold that really exists inside. And I think that's what you're saying as far as education. I love that. It's, it's the idea of empowering people. And on this show, that's really my passion is to empower people. I love that thought. By the way, i got to give you a little kudos. Uh, number one in lacrosse. I know yeah, you were the women's, in, women's lacrosse this last weekend. That's we pretty cool. And number that's one in the country. In the country. In the United We're talking about States. the USA. NAIA Not like the country of uh, Palm Beach County. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were, we have a number of teams that have uh, been very, very strong this year and been elevated to that. So, and it's exciting, but it's also part of that same journey we talk about. It is, is yeah. it will be, there will be very few, if any of our students who graduate will go on to any professional athletic activity. Yeah. But that part of their life's journey will always stick with them. And I remember when I played tennis in college and junior college and went to states and was top 10 in the state of California and all that to this day. And I'll still talk about it and smile when I do yeah. because I realize that that part of my journey was something I can remember and enjoy. And I know we're Im- Im- you know, Im- embedding in these kids that same sort of enjoyment. Now, are so- you super competitive? When you were tennis and all that? Yeah, pretty much. So you were the guy wearing number two on the back of the jersey? You know what that's about? No. Yeah, no. so this guy wears number two on the back of the jersey, so that way the person walking behind him, uh, he says, well, that way you know what place you're coming in. Oh, <laughs> no, I never knew that, but that's I would have used that because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I like that competitive yeah. spirit. So yeah. tell us about a little bit about what you see. So here we are. We're shooting this uh, segment. It's, it's spring. We'll call it mid-late spring 2021. Um, what do you see, at least short-term lens or maybe even long-term lens, as far as how college is changing, how study is changing? It's always evolving, right? We always sure. change and evolve. It has to. We, it has it to. must. And some, I think you'd find that some institutions don't and haven't, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it's embedded in their um, their ethos that that's sort of they think they're already at the spot they need yeah. to be. And they're going to die in the vine. Well, uh, yeah, and, and, and or eventually. it's the ones that want the sticker on the uh, the bumper sticker on the back right. of their car in the right. Alumni Association. Right. Uh, but I think that the colleges like Kaiser University will continue to thurish, uh, flourish because uh, we focus on those outcomes. We focus mm-hmm. on the way a student will come in in one way and, and walk out the other end, be they an 18-year-old kid from, from – uh, France, or uh, a 26-year-old female with a kid at home that wants to be a nurse someday. Mm-hmm. Either of those two people owe it to themselves to 
be part of this journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that that being part of the college process and the Kaiser process allows them to be able to do that. If they're an adult that's working, they can fit their classes in. So you know that you're not only going to change where you are right now mm-hmm. without quitting, yeah. but you're also going to change where you end up. Right. And in, 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 in the younger students, the ones that are at the flagship campus, I think that we look at that as the same sort of challenges. How do we help them... Uh, you know, find the uh, area that they would like to concentrate, find the area within, let's say they're in the business program, where that entrepreneurship spirit that comes out of them causes mm-hmm. them to do that. And mm-hmm. we have quite a number of ways for them to do that, not only in entrepreneurship society, but we have an annual, you know, shark tank-like thing. Uh, we call it Hawk Tank. Love that. Hawk Tank, yep. where students compete across the entire system about ways to share their ideas for a business idea. Um, and we've had we've had great success with that. We had one of our kids who gra- who, gradu- who won and graduated is uh, a senior product person at Nestle in Switzerland. He was a Swiss kid. Wow! And he graduated, won, went on uh, went on to uh, compete in the the, tr- the Branson com- competition. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, ended up going to work, and he's working in the same field. So, creating and nurturing within students, regardless of whether that kid from Switzerland who wanted to work for Nestle, or the the, the kid in the business program that wanted to go to work at the bank down the street because mm-hmm. that's his passion. Mm-hmm. Either of those, we want to make sure that the education supports that. Well, and it reminds me of what we talked about just briefly in the in the last segment. Segment one is. You know, do something every day that you're proud of. And yeah. You ask that question yeah. to your kids right in the morning, and then you follow it up at the end. And it's it's kind of that idea with students. I love. You know, we talked a little bit off air on um, how you guys are innovating as 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 a college, as a campus, um, and in one particular lane, it's esports. Yeah, I mentioned yes. about that billboard. And, you know, this is something that I think a lot of um, universities or people are like, is this real? Is it going to stay? Is there staying power here? Is it going away? Hey, kids, get off gaming. Obviously, you got to have balance with all of that, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's got to be balancing the life process and system. But what caused you to say, let's jump into that? Well, there's, there is a, surprisingly, there's a national organization uh, that supports competitive esports. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at it and said, what, were, what are kids looking for when they come in? So some of the kids we maybe not be reaching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're not the nursing student and they're not, you know, they're not the psychology student, although they might need a little psychoanalysis every once in a while. But those esports kids, they're, they're a perfect candidate for something that translates as something that you like to do into something that you want to do. Uh-huh. Something that you like to do that translates into the rest of their life. And there's a lot of kids in esports that don't end up being just like basketball players, not being pro basketball players. Right. The esports kids don't turn into professional esports candidates. Mm-hmm. But it teaches them those basic fundamentals the competitive fundamentals, the group fundamentals, the team building, all those things are taught within the esports program. And all of the kids that are in the program aren't necessarily kids that are bachelor's degree in esports, which we don't even have, or but they might be in engineering or they might be in business, but they're translating the pieces of this experience yeah. into where they end up. Yeah. And that's the I think the key to the esports program, the innovation. We did it with a we built an equestrian program because kids parents didn't want their kids to go to Virginia and mm-hmm. South Carolina to mm-hmm. get an education who were interested in the equestrian. So we yeah. built an equestrian program. Yeah. And they can go into a biomedical science with veterinary concentration and those sorts of things. So we want to be able to craft a plan that says, here's your we want to recognize your destination mm-hmm. and then we want to be able to help you get there. And I love the fact that, you know, you're in a place where you're talking about reaching students that are currently unreached. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I, I really believe that the, that the more we can get the message out 
of the fact that you are created with purpose, for a purpose, and you're the only one that can use, I love what Zig says, you are literally the only one that can use the gifts and abilities that you have. That you've been you know, we talk about the fingerprint, right? You're the only one that has ever lived, as you're watching this, you're the only one that's ever lived, that will ever live, that has the same fingerprint as you. You are unique. You're a one of one, right? There is no copies, no mistakes, no mess ups. And as you're talking about saying, what can we bring into the collegiate space to go out and reach these kids that are wanderers? You know, I call it, a, is it well, I call it now, Zig did before, right? The wandering generality, the ball and the pinball machine. We're really no direction to a meaningful, specific. How do we get them there? Well, first, we got to reach them. Yep, <laughs> we got to reach them somehow. We got to turn the light bulb on somehow. And I love that you're in a place where you're saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to think outside the box even though it may not be traditional, even though it may not be um, what everybody else is doing, we're going to look and say, what is the need? Where is the need? How can we reach? And then bring them in and take them through that process of bringing the gold out of them, right, yes, on the journey, right, true. starting with the end in mind. I love that. Yeah, well, and that's part of it. I mean, our our, our healthcare, for example, we go from a, a ASN, assistant, uh, associate's mm -hmm. degree in nursing, all the way to nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. All along the way, that's eight or nine different steps that a student could take and could really truly translate their passion into their outcome yeah into the job that they ultimately end up in and those sorts of things for students give them hope that that education is going to be worth the trip yeah well i've enjoyed this i've enjoyed the show today the interview and uh, dr bonk i'm going to give you the second to the last word oh okay <laughs> so if there was anything that you would say to someone listening to this via podcast right now watching it on youtube or uh, on social media wherever they're watching this and they're, they're in a place where they've lost hope in the, in, the, in the collegiate space. They've lost hope in the educational system. They've lost hope, you know, this feeling of they're indoctrinating my kids. They're going to the university and all of this, you know, indoctrination of, of business is bad and all of these things. And, you know, I'm not sure what to do. What kind of encouragement would you give to someone, maybe a, maybe a student, maybe a parent? Well, I think we talked to both of them in very similar fashions about the outcomes. Mm. We talk about not only the, the benefit of the journey and are, are the significance of a completion, a high completion rate. I think students need to recognize that there are a lot of people that finish. There's 40 million people out there that have, that have credits from college but no degree, mm. 40 million. So, you know, that's a rough number. But, of course, those are people that went out on the journey, mm -hmm. ran into some sort of barrier that prevented them from finishing and are now out in the workforce mm -hmm. doing whatever it is they need to do to, to, be, to survive. And I think the challenge that students should look at and their parents is, is where are we going to be when we finish? And what are the chances that I'm going to be at that goal line? And mm -hmm. I think that focusing on the students, them of themselves, we have a we have a students first mentality. So every single thing, they walk in my office when the doors, I mean, the doors always open. They just walk in and if we need resources, we give them resources to be successful mm -hmm. because ultimately we only get that four years. Mm -hmm. We only get that four years to have a major impact on those students and then they're off forever. Yeah. And, and, and as I said, that bottle will wash ashore someplace and that magic will come out. Yeah. And, and the beauty of that is, is how can we make that four-year process or the two-year process for an associate's degree, any and all of those things matter to the student to the degree that ultimately they end up where they want to be. Yeah, love that. Well, again, having a conversation with Dr. Gary Vonk, president of Kaiser University Flagship been in the business space, CEO, president, executive, author, hot off the press. You got to get this. It's never so bad. It can't get worse. He literally just handed me a copy. I'm going to be reading this. It's going to be really, really good. Dr. Vong, thanks for joining us today. 
Pleasure to be here. Really and listen, nice. as, as we're winding the show down, I got to tell you, I know that in life you're in a place where you're saying from time to time, I got kids. Maybe I'm not sure what I want to do in life in general. What should I do? I have friends that their kids are thinking about college or school, and they have questions about what it looks like, where to go. How should I be thinking? How should I be evaluating the university I'm looking at? I want to challenge you to this. And that is don't just evaluate the school or the process that you're going to send your kids to or that you're going to even maybe send yourself to and through based on the logo that you put on the window of the back of your van. Because I see a lot of cars that aren't real nice, quite honestly, with nice stickers from expensive schools. Now, I'm not saying that they're bad or good. What I'm saying is, is you want to make sure that you find a place that focuses on beginning with the end in mind. As we talked about on the show, focuses on the idea of really bringing the gold out of you and your students and what they were designed to do. That's so important. I remember the thought of, hey, listen, four years from now, maybe you'll have a degree, maybe you won't, but what you'll know for sure is you'll be four years older and you can't repeat that time. You want to make sure you use it effectively. And I want to challenge you also to share this with someone that needs to hear it. There are so many people out there that need to hear this on your cell phone, you're texting with, connecting with, social media. Share this show. Say, hey, listen, I learned something great from this. I was encouraged by this. It, it maybe reignited the hope in the collegiate space for me again. Uh, making college great again, let's call it that, right? Whatever it is, but that's the goal. That's the desire. And uh, if you have not yet subscribed to this show, I want to challenge you to do so. Just hit subscribe and click the notification bell so that way you can get the information as new shows come out. Uh, as always, listen, my goal and desire is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next show.